passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's in this spirit that we are proud to present Aspirus Health Talk with your host, Melanie Cole. When should a woman have her first mammogram? There are differing opinions about how often a woman should have a mammogram. At Aspirus, we're dedicated to the early detection and treatment of breast cancer through screening and diagnostic mammograms, ultrasound, MRI, and image-guided interventions. My guest today is Dr. Michael Olson. He's a general radiologist and the director of the imaging department at Langlade Hospital with a special interest in musculoskeletal and women's imaging. Welcome to the show, Dr. Olson. So what about some of the things, the differing opinions about how often a woman should have a mammogram? When should a woman have her first mammogram and how often thereafter? Well, first of all, I'd like to say uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Um, uh, That question used to be a pretty straightforward question. so let's start with the traditional thinking, then later on we'll address the report causing all the confusion for our patients. The American College of Radiology, Society of Breast Imaging, and American Cancer Society still recommend that annual screening begin at age 40 if the patient is not at an increased risk for breast cancer. The recommendations are for yearly screening mammograms and for screening to continue as long as the patient is in good health and is willing to undergo additional testing, including biopsies. Those with an increased risk of breast cancer are advised to start screening mammography earlier, and the high-risk group uh, includes patients with genetic mutations such as BRCA or a genetic syndrome that predisposes them to the development of breast cancer, untested patients with a first-degree relative with a genetic mutation, patients having received radiation to the chest wall between 10 and 30 years of age, and lastly, those patients with a lifetime risk of developing breast cancer greater than 20%, which is calculated utilizing a breast cancer uh, risk models such as the Gale or Klosk risk calculator. And those patients at increased risk usually start sooner, sometime uh, around 30 or 10 years before their, their first-degree relative uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and in these patients, additional imaging modalities such as uh, MRI is often utilized um, in addition to the annual mammogram for screening purposes. Um, but these are just general guidelines in the age at which uh, those high-risk patients start screening mammography and the additional imaging modalities utilized is ultimately a shared decision-making process between the patient uh, and their healthcare provider. So people hear about mammograms, they think they're very painful. I have had tons of them and I think it's just a very short little thing. It doesn't, you know, explain the mammogram process and give women out there a little bit of encouragement. It doesn't hurt that badly. It's just a quick thing and it could save a life. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, and the techs have gotten so good at, at, at performing these procedures and really decreasing the amount of tenderness um, that women have during, during the mammogram. Um, I'll just take you through a day, uh, you know, during your screening mammogram. So the patient will be advised to not wear deodorant, talcum powder, or lotion that may show up on the mammogram or obscure or mimic a cancer. Um, The patient comes to our department, fills out a questionnaire about any current problems related to their breast, hormone use, pertinent family history, and prior mammograms that uh, that could potentially be available for comparison. Uh, The patient will then put on a gown and clean her breast before the technologist takes the patient to to the mammography room for imaging. So the breast is gradually compressed with a paddle, and two images of each breast are obtained with a low-dose X-ray machine, uh, a top-down and an angled view for a minimum total of four pictures. Uh, The breasts are compressed um, to hold them still and reduce the amount of blur to increase the sharpness of the image and to spread out the tissue so we can see the whole breast adequately. Um, And and I can say if the patient is prone to cyclical breast tenderness, uh, they can 
reschedule their mammogram during the first part of their cycle. Uh, they can avoid caffeine in the morning exam, or they can um, take something for the pain, such as ibuprofen, an hour before their mammogram. Um, but, but, you know, with that being said, uh, like I said earlier, the technologists have gotten so good that that's rarely a, a complaint anymore, and it can save lives. You're right. Well, it certainly can, and it's really not a big deal. Now, you're a radiologist, so you look at these pictures. I always go and look afterwards. How long does it take you, after a woman has her mammogram, to get to the pictures, to look at them? Because we women, we sit there, Dr. Olson, and we wait for that call, that inevitable call that we all hate that says you have to come back in and have now a diagnostic. What is it you are looking for? Yeah, and so there's a little confusion around that process, too, because a lot of times the patients walk out and say, well, why can't the tech tell me uh, what's wrong, you know, immediately? And, and so the technologist is really, really there to examine the image quality, and that's what they look at after the images are taken. Um, and so the radiologist can view the images that are sent to a separate workstation, and, and at our institution we read them within 24 hours, uh, and then we generate a report to the patient's referring clinician relaying uh, our interpretation and the appropriate follow-up. And so... Um, if the patient doesn't have uh, any significant findings, they'll usually get, um, they'll also get a letter um, stating that they can return for annual screening mammography uh, in a year. Um, otherwise, if, uh, if, they're an, if an abnormality is found on the screening mammogram, our technologist will call that patient within a couple of days and let them know that they do have to come back for additional imaging. Is there a certain time of month you would recommend having your mammogram? Does that change the pain level if we're bloated, you know, if we feel like our breasts are very tender at a certain time of the month? Um, you know, oftentimes they, they recommend doing the mammogram in the, in the first 10 days of your cycle, and, and that'll be the time when your breasts are, are, you know, experience the least amount of tenderness. Okay, so, you know, we can do that sort of near the beginning of the cycle. And if a woman has a history of breast cancer in her family, do you recommend doing a diagnostic? And what about if she has dense breasts? Is there anything different you would do as a radiologist if a woman does have this BRCA history or the gene or very dense breasts? Well, yeah, those with the BRCA history or an increased risk of breast cancer, like I, like I stated earlier, are going to be in kind of a different screening pool. Um, so they're going to be, you know, they're going to use additional imaging modalities, whether it's whole breast ultrasound at some institutions or, or breast MRI, um, especially those patients with dense breasts, because uh, dense breasts can really hide, small, uh, or hide and obscure small masses on mammogram. And this is really kind of becoming a popular topic, and, and a lot of radiologists are even reporting the density of a patient's breast in the report and are required to do so in some states, such as Connecticut. So, um, you know, if a patient has dense breast or, is at, or has a high, uh, an increased risk of breast cancer, then, then uh, additional imaging modalities can definitely be helpful. We love getting the letter that we're all clear, but if something suspicious is found... Then what usually is that diagnostic mammogram? What is the next step? Do we go right to ultrasound or MRI? What do you tell us we have to do next? Yeah, so the callback process is another kind of confusing topic for patients. Um, So they'll get that call and they'll think, oh, I have cancer, or oh, the technologist took bad pictures. But, you know, that's not the case, and I'm here to reassure patients that uh, 90% of patients that have a screening mammogram will be interpreted by the radiologist as normal or having benign or non-worrisome features. But there are that 10% uh, that have to come back for additional imaging. 
Um, and that just simply means that additional pictures are needed, um, utilizing techniques such as increased compression, a slightly different angle, or 3D breast tomosynthesis to determine if, if the finding is a real finding or it's just a superimposition of tissues. Uh, they also may be called back to blow up or, or magnify some calcifications to better characterize them, um, the, the calcifications that were found on the screening mammogram. And then if that abnormality persists, uh, on the additional views, they may have an ultrasound that same day for further characterization of the mammographic finding. Um, and of those 10% of patients that are called back, 80 to 90% of those will need no further workup after the additional views are obtained. Um, and just a small percentage then go on to image-guided biopsy. And I know this is, you know, depends on the patient and such, but Dr. Olson, when you look at a mammogram, a screening mammogram, can you tell when you see something suspicious? Do you have a feeling if it's cancer or not? Because everybody wonders this. Can the doctor really tell right off the bat? Well, sometimes you can tell, um, you know, and sometimes you get, you get a real good feeling of, of whether there's something is, is concerning or, or benign. Um, but with that being said, you, you know, I've seen things that are, are benign uh, that look uh, cancerous and some things that look cancerous on mammogram turn out to be benign. So there is that crossover there. Um, so it just kind of depends on, uh, on the mammogram. So in just the last minute or so, please give the listeners your best advice on all this confusion over annual screening mammograms, really your best advice, and why they should come to Aspirus for their mammograms. Well, you know, the United States Preventative Services Task Force in 2009 released their report revising their recommendations, and that's created a lot of confusion. Um, and, and although I agree with some things that, that are being said by the task force, uh, the bottom line is that uh, screening mammography has decreased uh, the overall mortality from breast cancer by 15 to 30 percent. And uh, therefore, I think it's important to for, for women to to continue to have their screening mammogram um, because ultimately uh, early detection and treatment of the potentially progressive and, and uh, lethal breast cancers uh, is very important. Thank you so much. And all women should get their annual screening mammograms. Just listen to this show and you've learned great information. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. For more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.